Welcome to Coffee Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Emma. Each episode, we pick a short Australian story to listen to while we drink our morning coffee. What are you drinking? I am drinking Nescafe. As is right. <laughs> as is as is correct. Because it's the only good instant coffee. Um, I'll, I'll fight anyone who says Macone is better. <laughs> All right. It's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what okay. are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking... Uh, instant coffee but it has evaporated mushrooms in it oh which you know can only help i think (laughs) it's good for the world (laughs) so what story do you have for us today so i have selected uh it stretches our shape by tess ridgeway and it's part of the shuffle anthology and it's going to be read for us by anna finsterer let's do it part mist at our fingertips part ambient noise. I'm waving to join you there. I slope down mud banks as bass domes over river rocks. Behind the decks they let off quick spumes of beats and the effect is molten. It's summer and house music rolls my shoulders and leans me back into my heels. We navigate and boulder downstream amongst the vague shape of others positioned at a depth, goose-fleshed, and you exercise a basic differing physical right to pee freely in the bush. The afternoon wails in, in immobile currents, and I wade hip-high after a month-long birth-off of all the potential crud from my head. But the noise masks the extent of the growth, and in the crowd I have to raise my voice till hoarse to be heard. Why do I always want to talk when I'm standing right next to the speakers? What are you thinking right now? Which C-grade celeb would you be most freaked out to see here? But amongst the beer-soaked mud and fog of smoke, we see flashes of promise. A near-shore low-frequency, highest equivalent, that's worth dangling our hands above our head, and it stretches our shape, almost billowy. As you picked that story, I would like you to explain to me what a birth off is (laughs) because I'm not cool enough to know. I mean, I don't know. Potentially, this is something we could just Google and like maybe Urban Dictionary would have like a great definition. Uh, I didn't Urban Dictionary it. I did Google it and all I got were a lot of news articles and videos of seahorses giving birth off of Port Stevens. (laughs) Um, for that particular section of the story, I, I, it's off of the crud of her head. So I both was thinking like, is it a metaphor for like getting, like when you go on holidays or something and getting rid of all of the stuff that's been weighing you down in your regular life? Like children. But like potentially children. But then I also just had the very vivid image of just like. I mean, I don't know a lot about, like, hair care for dreadlocks. Is this a thing about dreadlocks? (laughs) Um, Potentially, once again, something I should have Googled. But I will never know um, because I don't intend to Google it. I'm a bit scared. I think we need someone cooler than us to tell us what it means. Yeah, that's that's definitely one. um, Is it just a productive time? Like, maybe they've been working really hard and giving birth to projects and now they're all weighed down in their brain 
I don't know, because also, like, this is a story, um, a lot of them we don't see a written version of the text, we only ever listen to them. Um, this is one where I've seen a written version of the text, and Berthoff is hyphenated, which is also interesting. Like, it's, it is... It's a noun, it's a thing. It's a noun of one word, it's... it's I mean, I, I thought it was a competition, maybe, for a second, and then I was like, no, she's not referencing any other people. They're just in... At a it's party, just, it's just her in the water at that who moment. Who can give birth fastest? Um, well, yeah, maybe. Like, are they all? <laughs> who knows? Anyway, what did you like about the story? Um, well, this is another one where, like, I think I often like with these stories come back to like, what is the difference between like listening to a story. Um, and what impact does the actor or the person performing it have on the way you interpret it? And I found this one was a really big one for me that um, just because this this particular um, actor has a deeper voice, so she sounds older than a lot of the other actors who, who read out the stories, made it... All I could imagine was that like it was all of these sort of slightly older people at a music festival or just at some sort of random party where they just happen to have like house music playing, mm. but it's all these like sort of older people just being like, Oh yes. Now we're going over here. <laughs> <laughs> now we're sliding down the mud banks and sort of being very proper, but at the same time just being like, and now he's peeing in a bush. <laughs> and, and it, it meant the first few times I listened to it, I really, got very different understandings of the story compared to like when I saw the the written text and then like listened to it again there was like oh no it's 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 about like a like a big music festival like a house party beach party music festival it's like like falls fest or something yeah it's one of them and you've just been reading this story wrong the entire time you're reading it as more like (laughs) older people party yeah, retirement like, like, home escape like a garden party that just happened to have a lot of speakers around that i hadn't really put together why yet <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. i mean it's interesting how because you're right like when you hear a voice you unconsciously associate all of these tropes yeah. or characteristics or whatever it is because you connect with that in the voice and it reads a whole nother layer of meaning in the story that wasn't even in the original text but just because this person is reading it it adds this whole new interesting layer yeah it creates a lot of you know like because i think we've spoken about before as well with microfiction like a lot of the time they are relying a bit on stereotype and stuff to help you create those immediate quick pictures rather than having to worry about like having an extensive paragraph that describes it and obviously yeah like there are all those stereotypes we associate with different ways of speaking different Mm, accents mm. things like that and so when the actor is telling a story you take the way that they're speaking and the tones of their voice and stuff as being part of that story Mm. and leaning into it and so it definitely means they have they can have a really as as big a presence or i suppose as small a presence as the actor wants on the story they can really have a big impact on how you perceive it totally i think it would be really fun to take some of these stories and have them read by lots of different people like yeah. a child an older person an australian a british person an american person just yes all of the these different types of voices 
I would love, yeah, because we've we've done a few like that are about um, like aging and being mm. older. I would love to hear a ten year old read that. <laughs> Such a good idea, you know. <laughs> Like reading like the truth by John Steiner yes. about like falling all, all the f- teeth falling out. It's actually <laughs> their teeth falling out. And I'm like, but they're school age. Should I be concerned? <laughs> and they're just crawling back to bed with their yeah. mom, and they're like, my teeth. <laughs> You'd see such a different perspective on that story. If mm. It was just yeah. Um, so I do find like this really fit in with that that I, I quite find very interesting. Mm. I loved how I felt. The story was almost like two people dancing around each other. Then one of the people was description of the natural environment and nature and the water and the river rocks Mm. and what was happening in the natural environment. And then the other person was what was happening in the human made environment. So the beats and the music. Yeah. And it's like those two threads of meaning kept sort of dancing and mingling with each other until you get to the end and it's as if they've totally merged so Mm -hmm. there were a few examples of um so that you've got the mud banks and then the music is like spumes of beats out of the natural environment and it's the music is rolling off my shoulders and then right at the end they're described as having goose flesh Mm. and then At the end when they're stretching, they're described as billowy like a tree. And it just seems like the whole story is this dance between humans and the natural world and how music is allowing that to merge in this magical way. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. It was like pagany. I do think like it was interesting that I'd really want to check the sentence structure because I'm not sure if it was completely consistent, but it seemed like often, yeah, like there was that sort of like sentence about being around people. Yeah. Like something sort of man-made the music or mm, something. The speakers. And then the next sentence would almost be like exclusively about interaction with nature. Yeah. Like, so I found sometimes like it was a weird moment of just being like, I'm here talking about like being with the person or, or dancing to the music. Mm. And then, and now I'm in the water and I'm doing this. It was like, have we changed scenes? What's going on? <laughs> They're but just I, floating between different. Yeah, yeah, but it did make me think, like, and think back to like when I um, went to music festivals that are out there and stuff like that, and it kind of did feel like that. That sometimes you were just completely surrounded by people or things, and then suddenly, like, it feels like you're just in the middle of nowhere. Mm. It's just like a very nice juxtaposition out in the bush. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, the male privilege. I, look, we, we don't get um, any sort of, you know, payment for this, but I um I did want to shout out the Shiwi, you know. <laughs> um, it's out there now and it erodes that male privilege of being able to pee in bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Shiwi, now women can do it too. Add it to your feminist toolbox. Yeah, yeah. I've had a number of people in my life, I feel, <laughs> suddenly just like go out camping and stuff. And they're like, I have one. It's just like, really? Okay. They exist. They're out there. And yeah. Because I did think, yeah, calling it a um, differing physical right. Mm. Do not approve. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone so has that, that right? was 
it stretches our shape. By yes. Tess Ridgeway, read by Anna Finstera. And you can find that in the Shuffle Anthology at spinelesswonders.com. No, shortestallionstories.com.au. Yes. How many episodes has it been? <laughs> I still can't get the outro. And um, if you know what birth off means, <laughs> if if you have any other interpretations that you would like to share with us, that would be much appreciated. Um, and you can let us know on the Coffee Podcast Facebook page. We are supported by the Australia Council of the Arts. Stay caffeinated. Yeah.